save big on the biggest brand tires. Where else? Your participating Big O Tires. Now through September 22nd, get up to $70 off select sets of Michelin and BF Goodrich brand tires. Plus, get up to an additional $120 in mail-in rebates on qualifying purchases using your Big O Tires credit card. Only at Big O Tires, the team you trust. Not valid with other offers. Disposal fees extra. Up to 10% shop fee based on non-discounted retail price. Not to exceed $35 where permitted. For the store nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast, originated as a Facebook Live on Thursday, September 19th at the home of our sponsor, Big O Tires, this one in Overland Park at 151st Street and 69 Highway. Columnist Vahe Gregorian, Sam Mellinger, and Chiefs reporter Sam McDowell joined me, Blair Kirkhoff, to preview the Chiefs' home opener Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. This is the most interesting game in the NFL this weekend, and we tell you why, and we also tell you why you should pay attention to the Thursday night game involving the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hint, it has to do with someone named Jalen. There was a lot to talk about this week with the Ravens coming to Arrowhead Stadium for the home opener. Both teams 2-0. I think if this were if this game was scheduled a couple weeks later, be in primetime, right? They would have flexed this thing into primetime. As it is, I kind of like the noon start. I'm <laughs> yes. not, not, not going to lie there. Noon start's going to be fine with me. Uh, but could be some rain. Could be a weather uh, challenge for, for both teams on Sunday. Listen, as we proceed here, send us your questions, your comments, and we'll try to get to as many of them as we can. I wanted to start, though, by talking about last year's Chiefs-Ravens game. I thought it was a fascinating game. And as it turns out, it's the only loss in the regular season for Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. Did you know that? He's 8-1 he's and one as a starter. Wow. The only loss was overtime here at Arrowhead to the uh, to the Chiefs. A lot of interesting things happened in that game, not the least of which was Harrison Butker missing a field goal mm-hmm. at uh, – you know, at the end of regulation that would have won it in regulation. But the Chiefs ended up winning that game. And any lessons to be learned from, from the Chiefs, uh, for the Chiefs, in, in that, uh, that narrow victory over Baltimore last year? I thought it was one of Patrick Mahomes' 18 most impressive stars last year. Right? But, um, in some ways, it was the most just because he got beat up. His numbers weren't that great, but he got beat up physically. Um, I, Baltimore did a better job than anybody else of getting to him and hitting him and making things just difficult for him, both physically and just sort of what he saw down the field. And I also remember, you guys remember this, uh, Andy Reid in his post game was as effusive about Patrick after that game as any just be and, and it was because it was really cold um I think it was like freezing or maybe even below at kickoff um that, that's that and Eric Fisher jumping on the fumble yeah um right that, that was in the fourth quarter it right overtime. on that last it, 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 overtime it preserved the overtime opportunity that's right for the field that's goal. right I, I just thought like it, it was that was a really impressive game and I think that's the kind of game plan I think teams should employ against this quarterback is to hit him just be physical with him as much as you can. He was sacked three times in that game. There was only one other game where Mahomes was sacked more, and that was against Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, a really good defensive Arizona team. They didn't have a good record, but they were a terrific defense. So Mahomes was sacked three times. I don't know how many hits, but he was hit a lot. He ended up throwing for three. I got, I got it written down here on my uh, handy card here. He was 35 of 53 for 377 and two touchdowns, but he also had a pick, and her pass, his passer rating was in the low 90s. So it wasn't his greatest moment, but it was the game 
where not only did he have the fourth and nine completion to Tyreek Hill, but that was the no-look pass game to Demarcus Robinson. That's Remember right. that? He, that was the, nobody kind of knew it at the time, right? And then the, the replays, you start seeing the replays. What was he looking at? Yeah. And, and, the, and then we discovered he had that in his arsenal. We, we did, but the one that, the one that does stand out, and, and as Sam McDowell wrote about today, was, was the fourth and nine play. And it was interesting, I did a uh, radio show in Baltimore the other day, and they were, they were certain that that was, like, obviously the Patrick's best play, the, the highlight everybody talks about. And I was kind of like, eh, well, I, I don't know. I got eight or nine others that I, I put up in there, which just sort of speaks to the array of things. But what made it interesting yesterday, as Sam wrote about, was that Patrick, he kind of backed off later, but initially he said that was his favorite play of the year. Yeah, he said it was his favorite throw. I, I think it was Matt Derrick that, that asked him, where does that rank? And he said that was my favorite throw that I made last year. Because it's down distance situation, I mean, I think there was a minute 29 maybe left in the game. They're at their own 40, fourth and nine. And um, we've seen that's where he excels, though, in that that have-to-make-a-play situation. It's just, all, I'm just going to make something happen here. But what was telling was just the way that Tyreek Hill had continued on that route the whole yeah. play and he he all of a sudden it just hits him in stride you almost had to laugh when when he makes the catch like how is there somebody there let alone it hits him on a dead sprint across the field i think we did laugh <laughs> i think it was like ha, you can't believe it again i think sam stayed in his seat though stayed, yeah, was- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know get more professional <laughs> and two things two other things sam you got into this you asked a follow-up question with patrick about whether he would have done that if, if it weren't that particular situation and it is sort of, you know, symptomatic, whatever the right word would be, of, of Patrick's processing system that absolutely it, it all goes into this blender that he mulches out and somehow he's just got that ingrained at the start of a play, like situation, I might do something more uh, risky than I would normally do, but I got to do it. And the thing you wrote about this also, it made me, made me think about this. Getting a lot the, of plugs out What's yeah, that? A lot of plugs. Yeah, I'm getting a lot Reed of plugs. Sam yeah, yeah. Reed Sam McDowell. He wants the plugs. He wants the clicks. <laughs> If you um, do nothing else today, it was Sam McDowell's story. Any story, really, right? Yeah, any it doesn't have to be this one. But, but I remember, yeah, that was a play that illustrated anything's possible and keep the play going. But I, it took me back to the play in Atlanta in the preseason when maybe it was the first time we saw in game action, even though it was preseason, like, you better just keep running because mm-hmm. guys are just going to throw it. And that was that, that long touchdown to Tyree Kill at the end of the half. Mm-hmm. What I... I had to remind myself of this, but that was two things. First of all, at that time, Baltimore had a 90% win percentage hmm. uh, chance after on going into that fourth and nine play. It makes sense, right? Picking up a fourth and nine to, to keep a drive alive. But the other thing was the Chiefs didn't – that was obviously not a scoring play, and the Chiefs actually faced another fourth down, fourth and goal. Oh, that's right. It was fourth and three at the five. They could have picked up a first down, I think. But that's when Mahomes threw a touchdown, uh, nice play call. It was to Damian Williams uh, for the touchdown. So that's what they needed just to get into overtime. And 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 Sam, as you mentioned, uh, Chiefs got the ball first in overtime, drove, got into field goal range. Mahomes gets sacked, loses a fumble. They're down to the 12. They lose the fumble, but Fisher, Eric Fisher, falls on it for the, what, what amounts to the game-saving recovery. And, look, the Chiefs also had, the, like I said earlier, had the chance to win it in regulation. Justin Houston made a huge play, a strip sack of, yeah. of Lamar Jackson. They get the fumble, but Harrison Bucker missed the field goal. Anyway, we're spending a lot of time on last year's game because a lot of, a lot of the same players are in this thing. It's, it was a really fascinating game for the Chiefs. Uh, the Ravens went on to make the playoffs, right? Uh, lost to the Chargers in the wild card round. But um, 
We mentioned uh, Eric Fisher and with the big moment he had in that game. Eric Fisher will not have a big moment that's right. on Sunday. And uh, that's uh, what, what's the concern level for the Chiefs without starting left tackle Eric Fisher, who injured his groin in practice last Friday, didn't finish practice, wasn't ruled out. Remember right after practice, Andy didn't rule him out and started on Sunday at Oakland, but only I think the, the, the play sheet, participation sheet had him going only four plays before he came out. Cam Irving finished the game at left tackle. So what's, Vahe, what's the, well, what's it's, the concern level here? It's, it's, it's sort of a dichotomy because, you know, they still scored 28 points without Eric Fisher, 28 points in one quarter without Eric Fisher. But there, there was some inconsistency in the offense last week. And as far as I remember, I didn't watch Irving specifically very much, but I think he kind of got blown up on the very first play. And then it was, eh, you know, I, I don't remember too much after that. I, and usually it stands out if you see a guy getting, getting run over. But I, you guys might have been focused on it more, though. I, I, I don't remember him being a real problem. I just don't know that he's a great asset. Right. Yeah, I think, I think Pro Football Focus really rated him highly in his pass blocking and not in his run blocking, which if you saw the results of the game, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how the whole team went. So, But Andy Reid said yesterday he thought he had a little bit of a rough start and then settled in afterwards. Yeah. Um, now, Cam Irving's played everywhere on the offensive line, but he says left tackle is among his most comfortable positions. I think it's what he was drafted to, to be was, was a left tackle. He spent a lot of training camp there intending to be Eric Fisher's backup at that position. So among all five, I guess if you're going to place him somewhere, he, he feels more, most comfortable at left tackle, but, God, it's the most important position on the offensive line. And he's a really good athlete, isn't he? I mean, what, what has been his inconsistency? Some of it's strength, I think. Um, you know, just for it's, – it's a weird thing to say because the guy's enormously strong, right? <laughs> right? But on NFL offensive line standards, I, th- I mean, he's got a – his build isn't what you would typically want for, for that position, but um, you would expect him to be better with a full week of practice and you know um, the experience of la- not the experience he's played before, um, but he ex- he knows he's going to play. And last week it was kind of it was up in the air. I, I I do agree like totally with the Pro Football Focus. He he was pretty bad in the run game. I mean he he was getting thrown around a little bit, but pass protection he was fine. How much had he played in week one? I don't, I don't think he played. I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think he – unless he came at best, right? In, in, yeah, unless it was yeah. special teams. Yeah, so yeah I don't I remember him playing offense, in week one. Yeah. But he's so, a starter. Yes. Well, and he, listen, he started 13 games last year, yeah. at, but at guard. Uh-huh. And he has started – look this up too uh, – 34 of the 57 games of his NFL career, which started, uh, started in Cleveland. He was a first-round draft pick of the Browns yeah. uh, five years ago. So, listen, he's, he's not – is, they're not throwing a, you know, a first-year player out there. You know, Cam Irving is – um, uh, he's, he's, been a, he's been a productive offensive lineman uh, as, a, as a member of the Chiefs. Are, but are there options? Could, what, what else could the Chiefs do? Uh, Andy Reid was asked that on Wednesday what other possibilities there might be, and I guess one of them would be to move Mitchell Schwartz over to play that position. But Andy Reid didn't seem to – I think he kind of – we sort of left it at, no, Irving's going to be the guy. I, I think that – you know, traditionally a left tackle has sort of been the quarterback of, of that position group, and it probably is the most important even now, but I don't think there's a huge difference now. Like, it used to be left tackle. You know, you, you got to get that spot, and right tackle is kind of the guy that couldn't play right. left tackle. It was the blind side. That's what it was. Yeah. You were the left tackle, you were the blind and, side guy. And I, I think with the way the offenses are now, I, don't, I just don't think there's that much of a difference anymore. You know, the, 
the, you don't have a drop back statue quarterback that can't, you know what I mean? Like it, it's just, everything's a little bit more fluid. So I don't think, if Mitch Schwartz, and he is, is terrific at right tackle, I don't know why you, I no, wouldn't like mess in, with it. Right, yeah, right. Weak in two positions. Exactly. Can't you, know? you develop a game plan yeah. around running to yeah. you know a Cam Irving side if that's what it yeah. if that's what it re- means? Uh, listen, uh, but Sam McDowell's right. Uh, the Chiefs only what they have thirty five rushing yards or something against Oakland, and we went over this in the post game um, uh, Facebook Live on on Sunday, and I think. Sam uh, Mellinger, you were the contrarian here uh, that, as you often are, um, that the Chiefs, uh, Sam McDowell and I, before you got there, Vahe, I think uh, we kind of determined that... Uh, half an hour's time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the closer. <laughs> the closer. <laughs> Brought him in. Um, that it would be wise for the Chiefs to establish a run, and at least a threat of a run. And, um, and, and that seems, not only with uh, the injury to... To Fisher now, but the um, you know a couple guys didn't practice yesterday, right? Yeah. Um, Lashawn McCoy and Damian Williams. So we don't know the extent of their injuries. It's an ankle for McCoy. Is it a knee for knee for, bruise? Knee yeah. bruise for Williams. So are they maybe just being overly cautious or or what, Sam? Yeah, I mean they Damian Williams never intended to practice. He did sort of indicate that maybe McCoy would get in there a little bit and he didn't. So you would think that maybe he's further along or at least closer to being available for Sunday, but. The way he answered questions, I thought there was a realistic possibility that neither of those guys will be there on Sunday. And you're looking at maybe Daryl Williams um, and, and Darwin Thompson there. What does that mean? I mean, that's uh, we're talking about you know guys that uh, Darwin Thompson at least he got some he got a carry I think against Jacksonville. Yeah. But we're talking about guys that look uh, a, a, a sixth round and Darwin Thompson, a sixth round draft pick who is you know who was who was very impressive in training camp. But well, this is a different deal here. What, uh, um, what's the disadvantage? How big is the disadvantage if this, if this is what the Chiefs have at running back? I think it's significant. I do too. You know, um, I think Darwin Thompson can play. Um, you know, I, I don't think this is, you know, Peyton Hillis back in the day or whatever uh, for the Chiefs. <laughs> right. I, I think Darwin Thompson can play, but he's still a rookie. And, you know, as impressive as his preseason was, and he was one of the stars of the preseason, um, I would worry about him, especially in this game. I mean, th- those are grown men. That, that is a really tough defense. And one of the questions about Darwin Thompson in the preseason, and, and look, he held up pretty well here, but it's still pass protection. Yeah. And if there's questions about pass protection and that's your quarterback, that's a concern. And yeah. that, that team, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens disguise their pressures mm-hmm. as probably better than anybody in the NFL. But you know, Andy Reid sort of addressed his pass protection a little bit yesterday and kind of reading between the lines, it seems like the issue isn't his ability to pass protect, it's his ability to recognize what's coming right. at him. Right, so which, which is a, a tough guy. I mean, he's yeah, definitely he, a tough nut. Right, and, I mean, uh, he's willing to stick his head in there and make the block, but recognizing it's half the battle. We saw, I mean, even in Oakland, the McCall Hardman 78-yard pass, the reason that's called back is LaShawn McCoy recognized where that pressure was coming from too mm-hmm. late. That's why he got the holding penalty on it. So I think if those guys can't go, you will see more of Darrell Williams for the simple fact that they like him in pass protection. I, I think that all makes sense, I, I'm, and I certainly wouldn't, compared Darwin Thompson to Kareem Hunt, but it does remind me of the scenario where we were like, oh, what's it going to be like? They're just going to put a rookie out there. And that worked out pretty well in that opener yeah. against the Patriots. But I, I don't think he's quite got that kind of burst. And, and the real question is what kind of sa- savvy with the burst, right? All the things you guys mentioned. So I, I don't know. Is there any chance they'd uh, they think about an emergency hire? 
I don't think so. <clears throat> Unless they think that one or both of those injuries is long-term. Right. You know, and it doesn't sound like they do. Correct. It doesn't sound like either you of know, them are. They still have Anthony Sherman, too, you know, that they can use back there for pass protection mm-hmm. um, in particular. But I, oh, let's give them the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. That fullback screen uh, in Jacksonville it does is work. pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think they can get through a game. You know, maybe this is probably the wrong game to try to get through <laughs> um, against these guys. Because, this, you know, if the Bears aren't that good, then this is going to be the best team that the Chiefs play all season other than the Patriots. No, that's, uh, that's right. That, that brings, brings up a point I want to make. But first, I want to address Sam McDowell on the, on the LaShawn McCoy holding on the, the Mahomes touchdown pass that didn't count Sunday. I think the, the way that play unfolded, Mahomes takes a snap, kind of sidearms a pass 60 yards. He didn't have to touch. The McCoy Wrong didn't need foot, the block. Off oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the ball was out a second after he got it. It was unbelievable. It was a remarkable play that didn't count. Always err on the side of caution, though, of holding oh, to yeah. no doubt. prevent the hit on Patrick. No, and, yes. and you make another good point. I, the Ravens, both of you guys did, the Ravens' defense, it, I don't think it's as good as last year's, but it's really good. Last year they led the NFL in, in, uh, in yards allowed, uh, fewest yards allowed per game. Uh, I don't think this year's as good. There's some personnel differences, but it's a very, very good defense. And last year, uh, they always brought five. They just disguised where that fifth one was coming, and that is going to be incumbent on the running back to determine, yeah. you know, where that um, that additional pass rusher is uh, is coming from. So Absolutely. let's talk about the quarterback for a second. Both quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes in year three is off to a phenomenal start. Lamar Jackson in year two is off to a phenomenal start. Uh, both have seven touchdown passes. No interceptions. Mahomes' yards are off the charts, but but Jackson's kind of right behind him. Are we seeing um, in Lamar Jackson the the type of year one to year two, in, you know, change or you know evolution that we saw with Patrick Mahomes? It's almost unfair comparison because uh, obviously um, Jackson started like seven games last year. Mahomes didn't yeah. start at all uh, in his in his rookie year. But the, the, Lamar Jackson through two games this year has just been spectacular. And what kind, of, what kind of challenge does he present? Well, part of the challenge is, is at the first time this season, the Chiefs will see a guy like this, right, where, where it's a multifaceted threat. The what only time they'll see say, a guy like this. Yeah. Every, yeah, I guess it is. And, and, and that speaks a little bit to his own unique talent, he's right? Yeah. He's certainly more refined than last year, which makes him more of a complicated threat because, you know, I think you have to defend the pass a little, little better and a little differently this year. I don't remember his numbers last year against the Chiefs, but it struck me that his passing was – Sort of inconsistent. You get hundred, like 150 passing yards, and he rushed for about 65 or 70. Yeah, I think it was the first time he was look this up. held under 100 yards rushing, though. Uh, oh, maybe, is that, is maybe that the right? only yeah. time in the regular season last year where he was held under 100 rushing. But but their team changed when when he became the starter and Joe Flacco Absolutely. went to the bench. Do, um, do you, I'm, I'm looking this up unless you know it. Um, how many starts was that for him last year? This is his third or fourth. It, it was his third? fourth start was against fourth the Chiefs. Okay. Was his fourth start. So, so he had won his first three. Yeah, and uh, and then damn near won Game Four, which was yeah. his biggest challenge. The, the point that I keep coming back to on him, though, um, fourth start, but still, they did that thing on the fly. And and I don't know that there's two more different quarterbacks in the <laughs> league than Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson. And, and they had to revamp. And if I remember right, that Baltimore was coming off a bye. Um, I think that's right. When I, they played the Chiefs? I think that's right. Okay. Um, and uh, maybe it was a week before. But anyway, they, they had totally overhauled everything for Lamar Jackson. Doing that on the I, – I know John Harbaugh's a really good coach. Uh, but that is still – 
a challenge. And, and it makes sense that not just Lamar Jackson is going to be a better player, but the system is a better fit for him now with a full off season and, um, you know, whatever that was, seven games last year mm -hmm. to kind of see what he is. Um, he's not, you know, he's a very different quarterback than, than Mahomes. Um, he's faster, way faster, uh, probably a little bit, <coughs> excuse me, better athlete in some ways. Uh, Mahomes is agile, but more behind the line of scrimmage. But he can throw it. I mean, he, he's got not Mahomes distance, but he's got distance. Right. Um, and he's but, got accuracy this year. Yes. He's over 70%. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not like a pinpoint, you know, sniper accuracy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the stories of him out of the draft about, like, he's got to play receiver or whatever because he's too inaccurate <laughs> just look so stupid. <laughs> As they deserve to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So uh, the opener, uh, the Ravens beat the Dolphins 59 to 10. And of course, that's, that's going to be a name your score against the Dolphins every week. But in the second game against the Arizona Cardinals, which still have a pretty decent defense, you know, became, we talked about this after, after the game on Sunday, Jackson became first player in NFL history to whatever those benchmarks are. Regular season, I guess. Regular the, season, the, yeah. 120 yards rushing, and I think it was 270 passing. So um, in a game that the Ravens never trailed but had to hold off the Cardinals at the end, um, uh, he, was, he was tremendous. And look, this is a team now that with Mark, Mark Ingram in the backfield and Hollywood Brown as you know, their, their speedy wide receiver threat, Andrews the tight end, which got me thinking, how did Oklahoma not win the national championship in 2017 <laughs> with, with, with Andrews, with Hollywood Brown, with, uh, with Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, Kyler Murray coming off the bench, you know, as your backup quarterback, the hell of a team for Oklahoma. That's a team that lost to Georgia, I think, in, in the Rose Bowl. So, uh, you know, it, that's, that's quite a challenge for the Chiefs defense. The biggest challenge, I get, you know, for the Chiefs defense, this, this is not Gardner Minshew. And it's not Derek Carr. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's a different kind of guy. Yeah. And, um, you know, Brown, it's probably too early to say this, but say it definitively anyway, but he might be the best receiver that they've faced so far. Um, Maybe the best deep threat, if not the best overall. And, you know, that could be a problem. You know, I, I think Juan Thornhill has shown up really well um, and, and could be, you know, certainly uh, more of a deterrent to a player like Hollywood Brown than, than the Chiefs had available last year. But still, that's... That could be a problem. I, I wonder if Juan Thornhill's not in for a little spy action on, on Sunday. Got to worry about that, too, yeah. To, That's, oh, to, well, to, uh, go ahead. Well, just right, one quick point. I think the Chiefs, we've been talking a lot about Lamar Jackson, his speed and what he does, you know, the pressure, the stress he puts on our defense. I do think the Chiefs now have a little bit more speed, especially at linebacker, and they're, they're better equipped to deal with that than they would last year. I'm not saying they're going to shut him down by any stretch, but they're better equipped to handle I that totally than agree. they would have been last Absolutely. year. To, yes, to me, what, what stands out about the Ravens game last year that I wonder if it'll carry over was they sort of gave that blueprint that we saw the Patriots implement in the playoffs as far as taking a lot of time off the clock on offense to keep the Chiefs' yeah. offense off the field, waiting till two and one second on the clock, play clock to snap the ball. And the Chiefs' offense spent a lot of that game on the sideline because of it. I wonder if they're confident enough in Lamar Jackson now to, to speed that up a little bit, or if that's still going to be the game plan for him on Sunday. You know, the Ravens had the ball for 37 minutes last week against the Cardinals, yeah. so and, and won a six-point well, game. There's not a lot of stoppages in their offense. They, they, you just said, I mean, Lamar right. Jackson's completing over 70%, and they run the ball a lot, whether mm -hmm. it's with him or Ingram, or the, they've got a couple other guys they're mixing in in the backfield as well. Okay. It's fun. Well, it just making me think of this. When Sam did his preseason predictions, this was before you saw how, how – uh, really improved Baltimore is, you, you, you thought this might be a, an upset, and I, I, I wonder if you feel stronger about it now? No. Or? 
Preseason predictions are very important and should be taken seriously. Right, and so, well, I think people I've, go to Vegas on those. You, you meant it when you wrote it, yeah. didn't you? So okay. I got to right. stick with it, I guess. We'll, we'll see. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see uh, yeah sorry. We'll see I'm how, jumping uh, the gun. No, that's okay. We'll, we'll see how. Uh, uh, see if Tyler Sam has the courage of his convictions uh, when we get to that. Let me talk about, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes for a second. Uh, we, we should never not talk about Patrick Mahomes <laughs> on one of these occasions. But I'll throw this little stat out for you. Um, Chiefs beat the Ravens, and uh, and they beat the Chargers in week one last season. And those were the two victories that a Patrick Mahomes-led team had over playoff teams, teams that went to the playoffs last year. Uh, there were three or four losses. I can't remember, did the Seahawks make the playoffs? Because all the other teams that beat him made the playoffs last year, right? The Patriots, uh, the Rams. Uh, yeah, Seattle got it. And, and then they played a crazy game against the Cowboys. That's right. That's right. So year. that's right. Yeah. The Cowboys, yeah, or the Seahawks lost to the Cowboys. So, um, so yeah, two and four against playoff teams last year, and one of those was an overtime win at home against the Ravens. So, of course, he was one and one in the playoffs. But uh, this is an opportunity, I think, for Patrick Mahomes to have, uh, you know, kind of, kind of take a big leadership role and put his team in a position to have an impressive performance against a team now that we think is going to be a playoff team, right? Don't we think the Ravens, at least coming out of that division now, are going to be a playoff team? Yeah. So, look, it's not, I'm not saying it's a – the Chiefs didn't lose other games last year to playoff teams because of Mahomes. But now I kind of see him as a guy that need, needs to win games for the Chiefs um, uh, against – Good competition. You found the weakness in his resume. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only place where the dash has a bigger number yeah. on the right than the left. All this investigative it? work, we finally found the weakness <laughs> in his resume. He hasn't been enough playoff teams. <laughs> well, and you get to play six, five, six every year. And listen, if you finish first like the Chiefs have done the last three years, that you get three automatic, you know, first place winners on yeah. your. That's why they're playing the Ravens yeah. this year, is because the Ravens won the, the yeah. AFC North last year. So this is the first chance. At a team Don't that's you think? Make right, I was going to say right? that too. We thought maybe Jacksonville going into the season had a chance to win that, but I, I don't know without yeah. without yeah. Foles now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and now look, like obviously, you know, um, when they lose fifty-four to fifty-one or whatever in LA, even though Pat did have a really that was his worst interception of the season last right, year at the end. Um, in LA, but. But I mean, Baltimore was the only, it remains the only team to hold Patrick Mahomes under twenty six points in regulation. That's right. They Brought got that going too. for him. That's right. That's right. If, if, if that game didn't go to overtime, that there wouldn't be a streak. <laughs> That's right. Twenty four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Let's. Uh, good time for um, our picks for when the rubber meets the road. This is our. Uh, this this part where we kind of identify a player to. Uh, that we project to stand out on Sunday, or at least someone who the Chiefs, we think the Chiefs need to stand out on Sunday for a victory over Baltimore. Sam McDowell, we'll start with you. Um, give us your player for when the rubber meets the road. I, I think that, and I, I guess I'm kind of questioning what kind of game he does have, but I think the key player for them on Sunday is going to be Anthony Hitchens because of the way that the Ravens do play action, disguise. He's going to have a lot of thinking to do on the field on Sunday. So to me, how good their defense performs, how well they're able to stop Lamar Jackson comes down to what kind of game Anthony Hitchens has. And he's been better these first two games than what we saw last year in 2018. For sure. Melly, what you got? I'm kind of like... For the rest of the season, I don't know if I should say this definitively, but I don't want to pick offensive players. Like I feel like they're just they're going to do what they do, you know. Um, so Juan Thornhill, 
um, is going to be my guy. Um, I hadn't thought about what you just mentioned a couple minutes ago about him possibly, possibly being a spy. Being a spy. Um, I was thinking more of, of you know being that center fielder to take away some of what Marquise Brown and, and Lamar Jackson can do in that game. I, I think he's shown up really well, and I don't know if this is you know too much to expect. It's you know the, the biggest game that they're going to play maybe until the Patriots. You know, I mean, these things are hard to Looming project. Looming is but the best opponent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, I mean, he, he can do a lot for that defense to take away big plays from the Ravens. Okay. Hey, um, I think You I can think, go offense. Don't, be, don't feel No, I'm going to. Just don't I'm gonna take the quarterback. Keep away from the <laughs> offense. I mean, I think we should always start with the default is Patrick Mahomes. Right. Like, except for we know roughly how he's going to perform, right? I mean, we haven't seen him have a bad game yet. I mean, it's funny. We think of that Rams game, that interception. And, and they did score 51. And he, yeah, he, you know, he did six <laughs> touchdowns. He did all right. Yeah. You know, he was all right. Couldn't win. Um, <laughs> loser. Um, but I, I, I'll say Frank Clark, just because I, 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 I'm ready to see more out of him. And I, I think, you know, you need, we need to see some pressure, some contain, some, some dynamic plays from him. We saw a player two, I think, in the opener. I mean, the interception. And he had, I, did he have a sack in the opener? I don't no. think he's had a sack yet. He hasn't had a pressure. It was a pressure. It was no, a hurry. Not, oh, we haven't had a pressure. Not even yeah. a hurry. Not a yeah. pressure. Um, so I think we need to see more out of him, and this this be a good game for him to do it. It would be a good game for him to do it. I was going to go with Frank Clark, but I'll go on the other side and say Alex Okafor. Um, I, I just think the defensive ends are going to be really important in this game. It's a it's a contained game, and now you've got a quarterback that can yeah. that can get outside and and create havoc that way. And so I just think it's more responsibility on the on the defensive defensive end. So so who is this week's Sammy Watkins slash Demarcus Robinson slash who? <laughs> what, what, I mean, just the fact that they've had two monster games from receivers not named Tyree Kill. And we've gone this whole show without mentioning Tyree Kill is not going to be available. He was huge against the Ravens last year. He was eight for 139. Yeah, he was hobbled on that game, too. Yeah, and that's right. right. Remember, he was hobbling out of bounds on, yeah. all, all the time. So, he uh, hobbled twice. He hurt his hand. He hurt yes, his foot. and his foot. Right. It was, um, it, yes. And, and so after the season, when he had some minor surgery on it, I think we went back. It was the Baltimore game where it happened. So uh, they, they've managed okay without Tyreek Hill. Can, can we continue to expect that? I, I think we can, and I, I think it's going to be Sam McDowell's guy, McCole Hardman. Um, I, I think you know, one of the things that happened in the game Sunday was there was, there was a, a little bit of a, um, I don't know, not rite of passage exactly, but something, something had happened there with Mahomes really making a point to Hardman that he can't worry about too much finesse. I mean, for that, you can't sacrifice speed and and precision for some finesse. In, in this case, I think the, the term Patrick used was he gave a little more of a nod on a fake before he made that that uh, sideline cut um, on the first series. Right. And it showed up uh, in in a few other plays later that, that the urgency was there, the, the, the kind of understanding. And look, it's going to be a long-term process for a rookie guy in Andy's offense, but they really did connect for two touchdowns, and you know one just got got uh, nullified for the penalty. So I, I think he's ready to make a step. Well, I think part of that step this week is going to be. I think the technical term is jet sweepage. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to think we're going to see a little bit more of that because we haven't seen much of that. But that's that's sort of one of the uh, one of the gifts of Tyreek Hill is that movement in the backfield and and uh, in motion and uh, and and I think that's just part of a. Uh, kind of a process for a player like McCole Hardman. You just don't come out of the gates doing that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some more of that because I do think against this defense, deception is important, yeah. don't you think? Yep, yeah. and speed. Speed and deception. Yeah. And, and we would be, you make a good point, but like we would be talking about McCole Hardman in that 
almost Demarcus Robinson way if that touchdown counted. I mean, that would have been two touchdowns. It would have been 70 more yards or whatever. I mean, um, and, and he made the play. You know, it was a good call. It was a hold. Yeah, uh, yeah, right, right. McCoy got his yeah. money's yeah. worth. But, yeah. I mean, he, that didn't affect what Hardman was doing. Did you guys see the Earl Thomas quote this week? Yeah. The, fa- the safety? Luckily, the Ravens have me playing free safety. I plan on eliminating all the big plays. There you go. So I don't even know what we're doing talking about <laughs> yeah. this game. It's, it's, it's done. Earl Thomas has spoken. So, hey, the guy's great. He's he a, a great, he's a great player. football player. Absolutely. But uh, Kyler Murray last week was, wrote this down as well, uh, 25 of 40 for 349 in his third NFL game. Were there any big plays? Uh, a couple. <laughs> yeah. There were a couple. Uh, but uh, I don't, you know, hats off to Earl Thomas if he can prevent yeah. what we've seen this season from the Chiefs. Um, but, hey, maybe that's, maybe that's the postgame story, right? Yeah. Maybe Earl Thomas... Um, did what he uh, said what he was going to do. So. I sure like the idea of just having it in you to say, luckily we have me. Yeah. I, I like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, this luckily. was a guy the Chiefs really wanted oh last year. Twice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Then in the, in the offseason. He's earned the right to Absolutely. have some cocky quotes. Go for yeah. him. And, uh, and speaking of which, this is a, tonight's you know, NFL game is one that I wouldn't really be paying much attention to, Titans-Jaguars. But maybe paying a little more attention to that one tonight, yeah. don't you think? Did, you, Sam, you wrote a lot about this this week. Yeah, did, did you see, uh, I think it was Adam Schefter, but I can't, I wouldn't swear to that, had a tweet about NFL GM trial balloon to the, uh, to the NFL about whether Jalen Ramsey could play Sunday if they traded him. Play Thursday and Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> like, not allowed to, correct? That? Yeah, 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 apparently that's In case you could only play one no game go, a week. Yeah, you could just toss them yeah. across the league all, every yeah. week. Yeah. Game 35 games this year. Yeah. Uh, and I love that conversation. Like, uh, how much do we care about player safety? Or, you know, like, <laughs> or, or pretending that we care. Right. Um, he, he's, on, he's out there. Um, he, he is out there. I, I still don't know. You know, I think there have been some talks, not just with the Chiefs, but other teams around the league. But it's it's hard to tell. Like, I think people are just using that, each other. You know, there's a lot of posturing going on right now. And and the trade deadline is is, is it week nine? Yeah, it's after week eight. It's like the Tuesday yeah, after week eight. After week eight. So I mean, we got a lot of a lot of time for posturing. But Friday could be. You know, yeah. to hear to hear Jalen Ramsey this week. Um, you know, one out. And, yeah. Uh, look, uh, it's working in Miami. Those guys are swimming, yeah, swimming out of right. that, uh, <laughs> that right. place. So, uh, so yeah, we're gonna I'll be paying attention to the Jaguars tonight and and uh, looking, you know, watching the news tomorrow and trying to yeah. figure out if, if that's when we might see Jalen Ramsey on the move. I heard the Eagles are a team that's that are a possibility. Yeah. Yep. I, the Ravens the are talking about there, it. There was, somebody reported the Cardinals looked into it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's pick this game. Chiefs, uh, both teams bidding to go 3-0. and uh, And so, Rahe, let's start with you. Um, Chiefs-Ravens, Sunday, noon, rain, possibly. Uh, who wins? Chiefs win. I feel like we're starting to sound like that Saturday Night Live skit with the Bears. Like, <laughs> Chiefs. Yeah, but they, um, they ate better. I mean, look, at they had that sausage <laughs> table in front of them. Uh, we, can, we can do something about that. Um, so I, I think sort of in the 27-20 in the to 20 mode, tough game, tough game. But I think they'll, they'll, they'll keep their 26-plus streak alive, and, and uh, I, I, I think they'll, they'll fend them off. Chiefs are a six-and-a-half-point favorite, I think. In this yeah. I think I bet down a little bit. Has it I? come down? I, I thought it was like I, seven or seven-and-a-half. Um, okay. You know, it opened at six-and-a-half. I did it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go with Sam McDowell. What do, you, what do you got? Pretty similar to Vahe. You know, I do think the Chiefs win, but 
I think this is going to be their toughest home game of the year. When you look at their home schedule, I think if they lose, it, it may, might be this game. But probably 27-24, I would say, Chiefs. I think it's going to be close throughout. Yeah, and as, uh, as Vahe mentioned earlier, Sam, this was uh, in, in uh, August, maybe even late July. You know, <laughs> you... you uh, you planted the flag. Nothing has changed game. since that's then. Right. Gotta, that's right. Um, but I, listen, I, I thought you um, you made the pick. Sam picked the Ravens because he uh, went down the, the schedule, put W's and L's by every opponent, and you're, I thought your rationale was solid, and, and it, it makes sense. To me, it still makes sense. This is yeah. absolutely a capable team in, in Baltimore. Yeah, just uh, I feel like it's a 13-3 and three team, so you try to find three. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and this is the one that makes the most sense to me. Um, I, I think a lot of what the Ravens do well matches up well for them against what the Chiefs don't do well. And, you know, some of that, we, we talked about the speed at linebacker is better this year with the Chiefs, much better. Uh, so it's, it's not quite what it was last year, but I still think Lamar Jackson is a unique problem uh, that the Chiefs haven't faced um, and, and aren't likely to face. And this is a much better Lamar Jackson than they had than they faced last year. Um, you know, they didn't have Marquise Brown. Um, you know, the defense, like you said, may not be quite as good, but that's still a physical, grown man, mm-hmm. gonna hit you and not apologize for it kind of defense. It just, th- this is a really dangerous game and you know, I gotta, I gotta, I put a lot of thought and study <laughs> and everything else into it. So I'm gonna stick with the Ravens. Whatever score I put, okay, I'll just go, stick with, go it. with it. Okay. <laughs> Quick question, if I may. Uh, sure. If you didn't have that out there and you were starting over, there was no continuum here. I still Same think thing. I would. Yeah. yeah. Um, just they're not gonna go 16 and 0. I don't think they're gonna they're they're gonna lose a game at home. And um, I, I just this is I'm kind of past picking. You know little upsets that you might not think about. Because I think Andy Reid has proven, especially over the last few years, they, they don't have those games where they just lose to a bad team. You know, that, those right. are really right. much, like, very much the exception. Right, right. And we, can, we can think of some of those, you know, when, with Alex <laughs> Smith, the quarterback, yes. and not because of Alex Smith, sure. but uh, yeah. the Titans coming in with the suck-up field goal yep. on, the, on the frozen turf right. that, that year. There were, it just seems like there was one a year like uh-huh. that that you – the, the Bears, the game that Jamal Charles got hurt. They're just how yeah. did they how did they lose that yeah. game? You don't you, you haven't seen that with Mahomes as the starter. How did they lose that game? Uh huh. Yeah, and and even the the year before, maybe I'm forgetting now. It's been a couple of years, but I don't think Andy. I don't think they had a game like that. You know, just last a, year. Yeah, just a dud against a you know a, a team that they should have smacked. I don't remember that. I, um, but so anyway, I, I I just again I feel like it's this is a matchup that. Um, you know the the Ravens have to feel like they can do some things against right. the Chiefs. And, and I just I, I just thought about that stretch they had a couple of years ago with the Giants, the oh. Jets, the Bills. They were yeah. just awful for about a month and a half. Yeah. But yeah, with with one five, I, you just can't see that happening. It just, he changes you everything. And those were bad teams. This is this is a good Ravens team. I'm going 27-23 Chiefs. Uh, another close game. Uh, I don't think I don't think anybody gets more than a two score lead in this one. It's just the Ravens are that good. And I think this is the, a, a a series. Where we're going to see these teams play every year and sometimes twice a year because I think the Ravens are about to yeah. take over that division the yeah. way they had it a few years ago. That's a good point. And it's not going to be Chiefs Steelers. It's going to be Chiefs Ravens and Chiefs Patriots and Patriots Ravens. And you know, I, I just think that's what we're going to see going forward for the next few years with guys like yeah. Lamar Jackson and and Patrick Mahomes being you know at the at the top level of quarterback play. That'd be fun in the NFL. It would be fun because yeah. um, uh, and we like going to Baltimore. That's right. <laughs> it's a great city. So, all right, that'll do it for us. Thanks to Sam, Sam, and Vahe for, for being here. Thanks so much to Beth for, uh, for running the show. 
And we will see you again next Thursday from a Big O Tires in Kansas City. Thanks to producers Leah Becerra and Kathy Liu and our Facebook Live photographer Beth Welsh. Links to the stories we discuss can be found in the show notes on KansasCity.com and in the Red Zone Extra app. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review Sports Beat KC. That helps. It really does. Next week, we will originate from another Big O Tires in the Kansas City area. Thanks for listening, and check back Friday for another episode of Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.